0: hey kids it's us were you even listening we're back for another season of hot takes incredible topic transitions and commentary this year we are professionals i'm Britton.
1: i'm natalie and
0: today we're talking about ginger the new brockhampton record with a side b feature regarding some sick ass summer tunes we've been rocking and why so stay tuned for that right after our intro
1: i can't believe you lied to them and told them that we were going to be professional (laughs) talking about ginger today the new brock hampton record and we're really coming full circle because we started last season talking about the last brock hampton record yeah so everything is really coming together mm-hmm. i like how this is all very full circle the points are aligning the stars have aligned for us to talk about this new record
0: yeah basically that's the only reason the like, podcast is still going for us to just talk about new Brockhampton releases since there's like seven every other month right not really but like no, I mean, there's a lot of Brockhampton.
1: They really don't have a lot of downtime in no. between. Like, they're just always working, putting in the work. Same right with now. King
0: Gizzard. We could do a whole King Gizzard podcast. You want to do that? They have like 16 albums.
1: Just each one, delve into each one each week instead of forget about like. Forget
0: about what we normally do. Yeah, exactly. Just one and just d- we could
1: call ourselves that too. Why are we talking about Brockhampton? What's its significance? Um, well, they're the world's greatest boy band. So there's yeah, that.
0: The world's greatest boy band since One Direction.
1: You know what's funny, though? They're um, on Spotify in their description. It used to be they called themselves America's greatest boy band. But now they call themselves the world's They're international boy now. Band, so they've really expanded. Yeah. I'm proud of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've certainly come a long way since the first album release, I would say, in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So I think the fact that that has occurred has made it interesting to follow their sort of trajectory and their path because it's like they weren't really collectively like they weren't really known artists yet at the time and now they're everywhere
1: now they won't come back to buffalo for that uh show that they canceled (laughs) because they're too big for us now so that's great thank you i'll see you in toronto i guess so for the album cover can we just analyze this for a sec Yeah, we can. And anybody listening, just head over to Google and Google the cover and then look at it with us. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that Joba? Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Because I took a a shot in the dark. No,
0: Shia LaBeouf is apparently, like, their spirit guide now. Like, he comes to their estate and they do, like, morning meditations and things. And later in one of these reviews um, and interviews or something, Kevin Abstract said that he was a guiding light, so... There's that.
1: That's why the record sounds the way it does. It's all it's, Shia's influence. Holes. Oh, that's crazy. I really didn't, I wasn't sure if I was right. That's wild. Yeah.
0: That's He's also, Shia LaBeouf's been, like, doing a lot of, like, actual artistic, like, work recently. He directed and started a film that's coming out, and then there's, like, a yeah, what about, autobiographical about He was in a movie with movie. Uh,
1: Dakota, Fifty Shades, Dakota, Bad and, Times at the El Royale. Fanning. Fanning, yeah. Yeah. Is it fanning? Is that real a theme?
0: I think so. I'm no. pretty sure that's all that we're talking about.
1: I'm, um, it's gonna Dakota
0: pop. Fanning, yeah.
1: Dakota Johnson. Oh, oh Dakota Fanning. Dakota Johnson
0: was also in uh, Suspiria.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. She's actually in a lot of stuff.
0: So let's talk about the reviews of this album. Um, I pulled the pitchfork review and the variety reviews because those are the two available. Mind to you, me he
1: called it Bitchfork. So there's have. that.
0: They gave it a 6.5, so.
1: Not surprising. Yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's all every record people. is like a 6 or a 6.5 or like a 7. Like, they are really afraid to like yeah. just say what they think.
0: It's really weird because like there was definitely a moment where Pitchfork was like doing nothing but giving glowing praise for people. And then I think people got like tired of that, I guess. So like now, the
1: Radiohead Kid A review? Uh, comparing this album is like comparing an aquarium to blue blue construction construction paper paper. i for one am a very big fan of that era
0: yeah it's really good so here's here's some quotes from the pitchfork review after a brief hiatus the restlessly creative group returns with a compelling but disjointed record about self-fulfillment we want to make a suburb album Abstract told GQ in June, a sentiment that has been confirmed by his groupmates in recent days. He specified feel-good, not too sad, and like, oh, our life sucks, just more like, just enjoy what's in front of you. It's unclear whether this was a troll or a misunderstanding, but Ginger is not a feel-good summer album. There's little on this record that suggests enjoyment of anything.
1: No, that is actually true. This is, like, not a feel-good summer album at all, so, like...
0: I don't think they satisfy the requirements for the assignment if it was a... Summer. Yeah. Feel good album. Um, It goes on to say that Kevin used to be their star, his gravity pulling everyone into rotation around him. Even on the worst of the saturation trilogy, there was a sense of alignment, if not continuity. Just about everyone delivers a standout performance that's striking at one point or another, and many members seem to sense they're growing. It's just that they're growing apart, at least musically. Damn. There's little here that suggests holism. They like to call themselves a boy band, but boy bands are, at the very least, in sync
1: that is a lot that last line is good that last line was good yeah kind of have to agree a little bit i mean we'll get into what i think yeah. about it but yeah i mean
0: right now it's at like a it's like got an a 80 i think on metacritic um so it's like it's definitely being well received but mm-hmm. not as much as previous works from them have been
1: what a variety say about it
0: i'm glad that you asked because there was no rating associated with theirs. However, they did say that, with Ginger, their fifth record in just over two years, they've presented their tightest and potentially most memorable album yet. Across 12 tracks, the rap collective is noticeably more controlled and concise. Not coincidentally, the group's two wild card voices, Joba and Merlin Wood, typically providing the group with surges of rage or playfully wild energy, have largely quieted their typical outlandish voices and yelping bars. The undercurrent of anxiety, a hallmark of the group's identity, is still present, but holds new weight here, more mature and weary, and less a mark of their youth. So it was a bit more like positive in general, but yeah. It's still like valid points.
1: So critically, I feel like it was received as okay.
0: Yeah. And that's, I've
1: I've looked at one, I saw one scathing one, and it was from some nobody music site. So like Anthony Fantano and the Needle Drop. I honestly don't remember what it was called. It was not anything that was, like, very Mm. well-known. And they, like, they were the only ones that kind of, like, really tore it apart. Um, But other than that, it's been generally, like, it's fine. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I guess we'll get into what we We think about it. Because our opinions are definitely more important than the critics. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So, for me, I feel like it starts off really strong, which kind of gives me false hope. Yeah. Like, What the record will be as a whole piece, because I think those first three that run of songs I really like and they were really good, Mm -hmm. and I love Brock Hampton. I still do, despite these last two records not being my favorite. But there's not a whole lot for me on this record that I really gravitate towards.
0: No, and that's kind of exactly how I feel about it. It's like I really do like a lot of the individual parts. Of the records, I like a lot of the, you know, the samples, the musicality in the backgrounds. So I like a lot of the lyrics. A lot of the flow is great here. Like this is definitely a more rap album than I felt iridescence was. Like oh, there's definitely sure. a lot of like actual like old style broadcamped yeah, rap on sure. it. And I thought that was great. But it's not enough for me to really say that I like the whole piece rather just these like individual parts that I'll get into at some point. But yeah.
1: And, like, obviously, judging from our episode on their last album, Iridescence, I really did want post Amir Rockhampton to, like, bring it and, like, yeah. you know, prove that they're better without him. Um, but they really haven't had a cohesive piece, like, since the Saturation Trilogy. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, this album has bangers. And, like, we'll get into that. But, like, as a whole, I feel like I can only pick and choose certain songs that I'd want to yeah. go back to. Yeah. Um, but it is a step up from Iridescence, in my opinion, because I haven't gone back to, like, a single song. Maybe maybe Tanya, but, like...
0: Tanya and Javera were, like, the, yeah, the two. Yeah, but
1: I know I'll be listening to, like, No Halo and mm-hmm. probably Boy Bye after this. So, like, I think this is better than Iridescence, for sure, but...
0: I think it's definitely more approachable than Iridescence was. Iridescence seemed really abrasive, I guess is the way to put it. And while this is definitely, like, not a uplifting summer album at all at all at all like
1: it's really just like a collection of like sad, just boy, really songs, fucking sad boy songs and yeah. then there's like boy bye thrown in there and that's, right yeah. no
0: exactly like i started really enjoying it like in the second half only to realize that the album had already ended and i was pushed over to 1999 wildfire and mm-hmm. i'm like oh this isn't on the album
1: yeah Which i wish it was that whole <laughs> series of singles wasn't even ever put on an album no
0: and they were as far as i'm concerned some of the best songs that they've released exactly. recently so like they
1: i remember like i was so excited for iridescence when i heard those and like, yeah, none like of truman them made and it wildfire on yeah the album and i was like okay <laughs> that's fine i but yeah it's weird this really does it is a brockhampton record everything that they usually have is there mm-hmm. but like i don't know like they sound good too like they're all bringing it you know, Kevin's Joba Dom. I would
0: say Joba really has been highlighted more in iridescent than in this. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Because the his vocal range and style is something that basically the rest of the group doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And like you know, when Joba's the one that's singing. He's very distinct. Yeah. And I exactly. feel that
1: way. I feel that way about like Kevin Joba yeah, and Matt yeah. Champion or, like their voices are so easy to pick out. And like they're at the forefront of this album, which is really nothing different than their past work. That's right. kind of how it's always been. But like you said, maybe Joba more so like the, with these last two. Um but like there's something missing here, and I know it's not a mirror. Like yeah, I no. don't know what it is, but like something's missing with this record for me. I don't know.
0: I think it's It's interesting because if you listen to a review of Iridescence still available on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, etc., you would know that I really didn't love it. Like, I was very hard on that album when we did that review. But I think that this one really sort of makes me appreciate that Iridescence more because I kind of missed the level of experimentation that Iridescence had on this album. Like, this album just kind of feels... Like, for lack of a better word, just really safe. Like, it's not not a challenging piece. Like, they're used to being, you know, overt and aggressive and challenging conventional hip-hop stereotypes and stuff. And this is just kind of, like...
1: It's not as, like, loud- as they've been in the past, you yeah. get what I'm saying, like up in your in your face. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like there's boogie. nothing there. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like boogie. There's nothing like Junkie. Yeah, like there's nothing really like that on here. If anything, it goes in the opposite direction, where everything is kind of more melancholy. Yeah, and like it's sad. Mix like, like a down
0: tempo <laughs> alternative album from 2008. It's yeah. like a telepop music or a Sop than a hip hop album, and. That was definitely interesting to me. Like, it's unclear, is this part of the new trilogy that was supposed to start with Iridescence, or is this just here?
1: I didn't, I don't think this, I don't think they're doing, like, a trilogy again. Hmm. At least, I haven't really heard anything about a trilogy. Right. Like, I didn't know if Iridescence was supposed to be, but now that, like, Ginger's here, I feel like they're not.
0: Right, because they're just, there's nothing cohesive about them. Like, with the Saturation yeah. trilogy. I Obviously. Mean, they, they were all, named one, but they yeah. all sounded
1: they all sounded like an extension of another, and, you know, the album covers all were one piece as well, yeah. so. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe they'll go country-western and include the Dixie Chicks. Who knows? Only Kevin knows.
1: But... Yeah, Kevin knows all. <laughs> but um, as far as, like, the tracks go, the opener, No Halo, is hands down my favorite.
0: It's fantastic.
1: And they didn't need to go so hard on their opener like <laughs> that. Like, it's really good. Like, it's... Yeah. M- like, I feel like I knew it was going to be my favorite when I heard it, and then once I actually heard everything, I was like, yeah, yeah.
0: this is the one I'm going No, it's to. really good. I feel, the thing that was bothering me is, like, I feel like I recognize the guitar in the back from something else, but I literally cannot place it. Like, I went on um, Who Sampled to try and figure out, you know, what that was. It's not Ghost Rider by RJD2 like I thought it was. It's not The Lonely Road by Broken Bells. Like, it's something. Like, I have heard that guitar before. Um, but there's nothing like on tune fine, so I guess I'll probably just like die not knowing and
1: I feel that way with a lot of songs. Like um like I've heard this beat somewhere but like I can't place what it is and maybe it's all in my head. Maybe it's yeah. all in your head.
0: I guess it's possible.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that one that one's really good. Then like I said, that first three song run is really good. Like sugar. I like sugar. I enjoy Sugar's that. Sugar's really good. I don't know if it's bold of me to say like sugar's the bleach of this one. No, like, this I think record. that's
0: that's valid. I think.
1: But yeah, that's what I would say about it. And then boy by is good too. I know you don't like boy by, but I really dig it. So
0: I like it, except when the like horn thing, whatever that is, is going on in the background because it's just like I don't, I don't like that one. I really don't. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. It's like a Zelda, like Legend of Zelda store music or something that's been, like, just shoved into this song where something could have been. But, like, it's fine. it's catchy. It's, maybe. Maybe I just don't want to accept the fact that it's catchy or something. But, I don't know. Sugar, no Halo, and I actually really like Ginger. Um... Like, a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. For why?
1: I I don't know. I just, I really couldn't stand it. Like, okay. <laughs> and, I, I, and, like, I remember when I heard it, I was like, is this really what you're going to choose for, like, your title track? Are you sure? Like, I just remember, it just, like, it kept, it keeps going on and mm-hmm. on and to the point where, like, I'm relieved when Big Boy comes on. Like, I'm over. I
0: like Big Boy a lot, also. I do, too. Actually. Um, and i love big Boy. I fan. feel like
1: like how we're talking about how this isn't a fun summer record i would say like boy Bye" and saint percy are about as like fun as yeah it gets. saint
0: percy's good yeah. it's, it's not a bad song it's just like it gets lost i feel like in this sea of just like melancholy yeah and it's just like yeah
1: yeah so i mean if you're looking for like boogie those There's are the n- closest here. Yeah, but... it's not here, but like that's the closest you're going to get. Right. Um but yeah, and then for like if you pray right, I feel like even Kevin's like classic that high pitched edit that they do a lot mm-hmm. couldn't really save the song for me, but Joba's verse is boss. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um it did that one is one that kind of grew on me as I listened, so I feel like it's something that like if you didn't like it on your first listen like I didn't Maybe just give it a few more tries.
0: That's the one where Joba says Jehovah Yehovah, right? Yes. Yeah. I yeah, that was the mood. I really Jehovah, appreciated that. <laughs> um But there's for me, there's no like statement song here.
1: Well, I you know what I think was possibly i think was their statement song or what they tried to make their statement song was dearly departed because mm. it's clearly about amir van's like yeah departure from the band and you'd like expect that it's what they're they're trying to say something and like yeah. it would make you feel something but i didn't it was just kind of there for me
0: right and like i definitely don't want to discredit the fact that it's like important for them yeah. to be talking about that especially in song form but it's just like with the rest of the songs on this album, it doesn't stand out the way it could have if the album had maybe taken a different direction. And then and then, Dealer Departed comes on, or, like, you end it with it, and it's just, like...
1: Yeah, I think the way it's all set up, Dealer Departed is, like, thrown in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't and make sense to me. It's, like, either. yeah, it, it was weird. But, I mean, yeah, I think... I don't know if they were necessarily trying to make a huge statement with that, you know, or if they were just, you know, putting their feelings in a song. Right. But I feel like that was the one that was probably about something. Yeah. And it just like is one that you kind of just gloss over. Yeah. Maybe not had the impact that maybe it was intended, but.
0: No, I definitely agree with that. I also think that Heaven Belongs to You disrupts the flow of the first three tracks because they definitely go together. And then it just kind of happens and sucks all that energy out. And then you go into St. Percy. And it's like...
1: It's weird, too, because, I mean, it's not unusual for them to have, like, a short song like that, but it just kind of feels odd Yeah, there, I guess.
0: I think just definitely, like, the way that these tracks were ordered could have been different to maybe elicit a different sort of reaction. Mm -hmm. Like, if the last song would have been... The last song isn't Dearly Departed.
1: No, that was more... It's Victor
0: Roberts, Yeah. Yeah. I think that could have/slash should have been the conclusion, because that's also one that everybody's on. So it's like,
1: yeah, it, I think it would make more sense. It would definitely make sense. Yeah. Um, but I also, I mean, the track itself for me wasn't like my favorite.
0: Yeah, so, I mean that's that another, that too. That's
1: another thing, but yeah, I feel like also like, I think as as a whole, we could have used more Merlin verses. Like mm-hmm. he was there and he was present throughout all of it, but there was no sister nation, there was no boogie. Yeah. There was no like um sweet where he just went buck wild on the mic like screaming. Mm-hmm. And I love that and I want that and I feel like did any of the songs really have him do that? I don't remember No,
0: that, and I so. mean I it's definitely a conscious decision cuz Joba's is not the chiropractor anymore. But it's like mm-hmm. it it In the context of this album, it makes sense that it's more subdued, but I feel like that energy maybe would have been nice to have yeah. on at least a few of the songs.
1: Yeah, like it didn't need to be as intense and in your face as saturation was, but like like in Boy Bye, that song has the vibe where you had that opportunity to maybe mm-hmm. have them go a little hard in that, and they didn't. Yeah. But, you know, whatever.
0: So if you had um, to sum up your thoughts in a singular sentence, how would you do that?
1: Um, I would say that Ginger, it starts off strong, but tapers off pretty quickly. And, like, while I admire that they aren't afraid to experiment and do what they want, because you you know they don't care if credits like this album. Right. um, I just think there hasn't been a cohesive piece since the Saturation Trilogy, unfortunately.
0: I would say that Ginger is more Broadhampton. It's more emotional, experimental, rapid hip-hop from a diverse cast of modern voices. But at what cost?
1: That's deep. Thank you. You're welcome. One thing I did want to say too is, <laughs> at what cost? Um, I did want to talk about like Ryan because I just, he's not even a member. I don't think Ryan mm. Betty. I don't think he's a member, but he does like collab with them frequently. Like he was on Bleach. He did that hook on yeah. Bleach, and he was on Queer and something else. And I just feel like he's only on like two songs in this. But I just remember in the closer. I could not wait for that song to be over. Like, I did not like it. What was it? The uh,
0: the last song? Yeah. It was, um, Victor Roberts. Vic,
1: yeah, Victor Roberts. Yeah, I don't I love it. I didn't like it, but then the bridge started, and Ryan came in to, like, sing the rest of it, and I was like, okay, what is this? I could have used more on the, of this on this record. Right. And, like, he was in... I don't remember what other song he was in on this, but, like, I feel like he should just become a member at this point, because I'm not sure if he's considered a collaborator or a member, but, like... I feel like he, I just like, the fact that he's only on two songs and I noticed it mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, like, Yeah. I he feel like be reeled in.
0: if this is, like, if they are the quote-unquote boy band, then it would make sense to, you know, have the lineup change as people need to, you know, if, mm-hmm. like, they want to bring someone in. If someone wants to do a solo thing, like, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this there's definitely they had something to say but i think it got lost in the fact that everyone's sort of doing and valuing different things because like while there is a cohesive sound to the album there are definitely parts to it that could have been pushed more or could have been scaled back and overall it just kind of leads to this middling emotional album
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i feel like maybe they could benefit from taking some time between mm-hmm. records and really, like, finding a new sound. Not a new sound, but, like...
0: Redefining.
1: Redefining a little bit what their sound is. Because it's not... I don't want to go as far as to say it's feeling stale. Because I don't necessarily feel that.
0: Especially since Kevin stopped working on his solo album because he was burnt out with that to make this one mm-hmm. first for a creative boost. It's like, well, this is the creative boost. Like this is right. that album.
1: And to be honest, I would just say, um, just listen to Kevin Abstract's solo album he released this summer instead of yeah. Ginger because it was better.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it was.
1: So you know, that's that's literally. that on that. <laughs> But all in all, yeah, I mean they're still going. And they're bigger than they ever have been. So like yeah. who are we to even say this out record wasn't that good? Clearly a lot of people think it's good. So
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's not bad. Yeah. But we have reservations.
1: But dot 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 dot. Yeah. Please come back to Buffalo, please. I really <laughs> I missed you when you came when you canceled your tour date and I just really want you guys to come so I can see you there. Okay. <laughs>
0: Right after this, we'll be back with some talk about summer albums and playlists that you can't miss. So summer. Love it. Those three and a half months where you get to...
1: Soak up the sun. Exist. Hot girl summer. Mm -hmm. Depressive girl fall.
0: Yep. Ready for that. I'm already in that mode, so (laughs) it has begun.
1: A lot of stuff came out this summer.
0: A ton of things came out this summer. Like, Um, an aggressive amount of things came out this summer. Yeah,
1: it's almost hard to keep up. (laughs) Honestly,
0: like, kind of. Like, there's the one week where the Taylor Swift album came out. Lover. Like, six other albums also came out that day that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. There was uh, Sleater Kinney came out. Jay Som's album came out.
1: It was also the day Brockhampton Brock Hampton came out. Brock
0: Hampton came out, yeah. So it's like the twenty third was packed, and it's like, why would you do that to yourselves? I think we need to stop releasing everything on Fridays. That's what I think we need to do. But
1: yeah, but that's kind of hard because like when you have one day to know to expect music, it yeah. makes it easier for consumers to just be like, I know things are coming this. out. I'm gonna look at my release radar on Spotify. You know, yeah. But um And
0: then it shows songs from like three months ago. And like remixes of songs from three months ago and it's just like okay, great.
1: Alright, let's not do Spotify, okay? Um, because we all know Spotify's the best platform and honestly you might even be listening on it, so we love Spotify. Anyways, Banks had a really good album that came out this summer. It's a good album. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I just I like it a lot. Uh three. I just feel like Banks is a bad bitch, and it's a crime how underrated she is for her talents, because yeah. I ask around about her, and people don't know who she is. So, <laughs> please, B-A-N-K-S, please look her up yeah. on Spotify. No,
0: she has a very... Slash
1: Apple Music, slash wherever, but...
0: A very, very distinct sound that is super good, and definitely very, like, refined is the best way I think I'd put it. Like, she's young, but her talent is already so, mm-hmm. like, advanced to a point where all of her stuff sounds good no matter when you listen to it, you know? Like, her first album still sounds great.
1: That's the thing, too. Like, I can I go back to her old stuff all the time. Like, I just feel like she's very consistent. Like, it's consistently like a, consistently a good electronic yeah. kind of... But it's, like, weird electronic. It's not, like, just straight up. Like, there's there's emotion and there's vibes there uh, <laughs> i don't know what else to say it but like and like also like i watched her live stream of la, la palooza mm-hmm. this summer she was incredible and like she sounds good live like she's one of those artists that can do it all yeah i feel like she can make her own music she can produce things and she can sing them live and get you know she does the outfit changes the dancing like all that she's the whole the, the whole, whole package thing. really yeah. And like she, I, you know, she's not unknown. Like I know she definitely has a big following, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think it. It's could It's not be. a mainstream following, yeah. and it could, it could be though. Yeah. Like I feel like it could be. So let's make it happen. All right, and that's all I wanted to say about that.
0: Okay. The album I chose is now not yet by Half Alive. We played their song "Still Feel" period on Subverse. Um, when it first came out, it was like I forgot how I found it. I think it was on like my Spotify thing. I was looking for new music on my radar and i really loved it um i saw that the full album came out and it's really good like to boil it down it's if two bands i really fucking hate alt j and 21 pilots had nothing to listen to but disco and then together they had a child that was better than the both of them could ever hope to be it's sort of like a slightly less electronic friendly fires like still feel maybe and the song with kimbra ice cold are all great and trust stylized big t small r u s, big t is just really fucking great there's a lot of kind of jazziness to it a lot of disco influence um the whole thing's really good it's just a really fun neat alternative album from a relatively newer band
1: nice and i'm sure we'll be playing a lot more of them um, on subverse flash the radio so check that out yeah Make sure you guys tune in. So
0: speaking of Spotify, we are fiends for making playlists that fit very specific moods.
1: And then bragging about and them. And then
0: bragging about them, because that's the type of people we are. So what is a playlist or two that you want to push, Natalie?
1: Um, I'm glad you asked, because there's two that I made this summer that I'm really proud of. Um, I have one called them Bad Bad Bitches Only. And Rico Nasty's on the cover, so you can imagine what the vibe is. Um, but it's one I made... And it's got like, you know, it's got like female trap, but then also like female rap mm-hmm. in there too. So we got like City Girls, um, you know, Cardi B's in there, obviously Rico Nasty, um, Doja Cat, like it's that kind of, Missy Elliott's in there. It's it's like that Anything
0: kind of... from her new EP?
1: I'm sure there is. I don't have the playlist in front of me, so I can't tell you, but... <laughs> There's it's that vibe. It's yeah. all female trap and hip hop, and it's very good. So check that out. And then a more recent one I made was called "If I Had a Murder." Wait, no, it's called "If I Had a Pre Murder Spree Hype Up Playlist." I'm guessing it would go something like this. That's the full title. I love that. Yeah, it's a mood. It's all just like I'm going to kill somebody. Rap, mm-hmm. like Vince Staples, and like Earth Gang, and Wu-Tang Clan and Tyler, the Creator. It's that vibe.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Everybody needs that every now and then. Yeah. It's a good...
1: And stuff off Igor's on there, which also mm-hmm. came out this summer.
0: Igor, like, I, it feels like so long ago that that came out already, but it really wasn't that long ago. It was like three months ago. And that album's great. It's not Flower Boy, but it's great. No,
1: it's good though. It has some bangers on it. <laughs> it's good so too. What, I So, what's a playlist you'd like to?
0: Um, I want to shill my Pastel Heart to colon the down summer because while summer is in the title, it is a universal playlist. I feel. Um, it's a lot of, as the title suggests, sort of like electronic down tempo stuff from like the mid two thousands to now. Um, there's some Little Dragon, there's Chemical Brothers, Massive Attack, Phanagram. That kind of stuff, some Portis head even. It's really good. It's just kind of like in equal parts a chill but also a very like emotional, really getting your feelings type of playlist. Um, that would be really good for like a rainy evening or like enjoying a cup of tea. Maybe even Bear Trap from David's Tea, something I feel like I need to talk about because that's all I drank over the summer. Very good tea. My second playlist is called Questing, which was a playlist I created so that I wouldn't have to pay attention to what music was playing when I was playing World of Warcraft over the summer. Mm -hmm. And while it may sound terrible, it's not because it's actually all just like unique shoegaze and electronic stuff that we haven't really touched a lot of on Subverse. But I bet we Um, will now. But we might, yeah. It's just a lot of like sort of classic shoegaze stuff um and then some more modern kind of like indie all it's basically just like what we play on subverse but some older things sleepover disaster speaking landing.
1: of subverse please don't confuse us with the new like erotic video game that just uh, like, yes. became that like started. a thing yeah. um we're separate from that
0: <laughs> yeah Yes, we um, have a radio show called Subverse, but it turns out now there is also a erotic role-playing shooter action game thing um, called Subverse that you can look up and you will see some incredible pieces of art about. Um, So, yeah, so that'll be happening soon. We may have to change the name. I don't know we probably nah. probably won't nah yeah
1: we're not even big enough that, that anybody would notice <laughs> like literally nobody we got
0: one like, message though on facebook saying that a warning this guy's going wild
1: yeah this guy's trying to patent subverse like girl we're a chill nonprofit
0: profit radio show like
1: it's a made-up word like uh,
0: <laughs> this word ain't real anyways anyways what are we excited about for this upcoming season
1: well, I know my sad girl fall, and no sad girl fall is complete, is complete without, without Lana, Lana Del, Del Rey. Rey. Yes. Norman
0: fucking Rockwell.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's three days away at this point. Yeah. Less than three days away. It's coming out, like, this week. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, obviously, finally. on the next episode. It's finally so finally
0: coming out. <sighs> I'm
1: going to have to, like, calm myself down a little
0: bit. No, I mean, like, it's a very exciting thing, a new Lana record.
1: I just—it's so close and it's like happening now that I'm getting more and more excited. Because before it was just like getting dragged on, I'm like when is this going to be released? Like yeah. the first single was released like in 2018 in April. Like
0: yeah, no, I remember. But but very guess exciting. What?
1: It's going to be very good. I can already tell by the singles that came out. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. What are you excited for this fall?
0: I'm checking AOTY.org Org right now to see what's coming out. Because other than Mana, there's like an album on the Chipmunks record. That's what I'm really excited for. An Alvin and the Chipmunks.
1: Okay, I'm gonna need a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just going through a September, hold on. I should have done this earlier. There's a death cab for cutie thing. The new Bat for Lashes album, Frankie Cosmo.
1: Yo, I'm so pumped for the new Bat for Lashes album. That's another thing I'm really excited for this fall. I know it's coming out September, I don't know when.
0: Yeah, September. Um it's um sixth. September sixth. Yeah
1: very excited for that it's like their first album in a hot minute a long time so i'm ready yeah
0: yeah a long long time i'm
1: ready for natasha khan to destroy my life and i'll thank her for it
0: (laughs) yeah there's really nothing that's like standing out to me (laughs) this will be fun to edit i'm really excited
1: Mm. while you're looking for that i do want to say i just bought some lana del rey merch it's a tank top that says Venice, Venice Bitch on it. Oh, hell yeah. I love and that song. it comes with a digital download. Um, so I'm very excited to rep, represent. Hopefully, it comes faster than the Ariana Grande merch did that I bought.
0: Oh, you mean the Ariana Grande merch that took actual seven months to get to us? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that.
1: Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> this is a little more timely. Um, <laughs> that but would be Lana nice. can take all my money. Right. I will. I almost dropped a hundred dollars on that orange windbreaker.
0: Oh yeah, but I
1: decided to be better.
0: I love a good orange windbreaker. Yeah, but I'm like sort of anticipating, not necessarily looking forward to the new Chastity Belt record, um, because I do like their music a lot, but I haven't really heard anything off of it, so it could be either really good or not. But i um, mostly the big the big thing is Lana, and like that's what we're going to be talking about and that's what is important to our brand so
1: very on brand
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. it's only been like something we've been hyping up also since like april april because first we thought the album was gonna come out march actually it was march
0: yeah yeah yeah. and then it didn't
1: it didn't so (laughs) yeah there you go
0: great oh there's some new fits in the tantrums coming out Uh, i didn't know they were still a band (laughs) <laughs> and blink 182 let's not forget the new blink 182 album they're called not nine, coming
1: out with it oh they are that's right they created september, the nine space thing september
0: 20th did Natalie. you hear about the
1: nine space thing they made it's like they I created really a myspace to. just for their record and it's called nine space you should really look it up
0: i really don't know if i want to do that but
1: it's like literally looks just like myspace did and you can like have friends or whatever but it's just for them like it's only their page or whatever, and like Lil Wayne is listed as like one of their friends or whatever. I'm like, cute. You know, they just made a mashup of What's My Age Again and a Millie.
0: I don't like Blake One Eighty Two, so no.
1: Yeah, well, they did. I mean, I'm not really their biggest fan, but
0: Natalie's actually secretly Blake One Eighty largest fan.
1: I really no. I feel bad saying that because I have a lot of friends that are really into Blake One Eighty Two, but. Mm. I went to a Blank 182 concert this summer.
0: Yeah. Sir Was has a new album coming out. M83 has a new album. The Juan McLean. So there's definitely there's stuff coming out that we'll talk about.
1: Get excited.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Were You Even Listening?
1: Hope you were listening. Or if not, if this is just something that you listen to in the background. That's fine, too. That's cool. Yeah, why not? A, a click is a click. A A click
0: is a click and a play is a play. Exactly. Exactly. Bye. To the ice of our beverages clink around for a second.
1: I'm drinking the pink drink from Starbucks right now. This is ASMR for you. Ya.
0: Y'all know that's not stated there, but that's fine. No, I'll probably put it at the end or something. The pink drink is great.
1: I can't make like slurping noises for the AMS of a- a- ASMR.
0: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Starbucks' pink drink.
1: If only.